Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. On Monday, Francis issued his decree that appears to protect the FSSP from further recriminations from the responses and requirements of Traditionis Custodis. That day, and the day after, responses from traditional observers of Francis and apologists for the Apostolic Mass came in fast, and I have for you some of the highlights of those responses. None of them are celebratory, as all of the responses point out the ambiguity of the decree Francis issued, and how it does not actually protect the FSSP as advertised. So buckle up, folks, because things are going to keep getting interesting. The initial reactions to Francis's decree, decree regarding the FSSP have been interesting, and one thing seems to keep coming up. Ambiguity. Weaponized ambiguity has been the hallmark of this alleged papacy, and his decree contains a few examples of just that, including what I reported on this past Tuesday after the release of the document. But even mainstream Catholic reporting is noticing this. Headline from the Catholic News Agency, quote, FSSP says Pope Francis has issued decree confirming its use of the 1962 liturgical books. If that headline seems oddly worded to you, don't worry, you're not alone. That's a very carefully worded headline, and here's why. Here's the important part from that article, quote, The FSSP said that Pope Francis signed the decree issued in Spanish and Latin on February 11th, the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes, and the date that the group was solemnly consecrated to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. The Holy See Press Office had not responded at the time of publication to a request from CNA to confirm the text of the decree. End quote. This is a point echoed by Italian journalist Marco Tosati on his website. Mr. Tosati is a well-respected veteran Vatican observer, and he also noticed how odd it was that the Vatican didn't publish the decree or respond to requests for it. It's kind of strange that the Holy See Press Office did not respond to a simple verification request from a mainstream, reputable Catholic news outlet that was simply asking if the decree published by a priestly fraternity in allegedly good standing with the Church was authentic. That should have been a routine thing to verify. In fact, most curiously, I can't find the decree the FSSP published themselves on their own website on the Vatican's website, at least not at the time of the production of this podcast episode I can't find it, which is out of character for the Vatican. Typically, when something is made public that Francis signed himself, it is public first and foremost on the Vatican's website. Now, while I'll absolutely take the word of the FSSP at face value that they received this document from Francis, this does nothing but add to the ambiguity of this situation. For the time being, we have nothing but the FSSP's word on this being a real decree. And while I'm happy to take their word for it, this is still strange. Dr. Kwasniewski has a few thoughts on this decree. He posted them on his Facebook page, and he makes the overall point that people are mistaken if they think the FSSP is safe and that the worries about sacred tradition are over. Here is his post in full. Quote, The news is that Pope Francis has confirmed the rights of the FSSP affords temporary relief from our woes. We have been assured that their pastoral ministry will continue as before, and that they will continue to enjoy the use of the old Roman pontifical. This is especially good news for the seminarians. Nevertheless, we need to bear in mind several points. 1. Pope Francis's message could be rephrased, I hereby condescend to grant you, as a privilege, and by my benign authority, that which you already possess by virtue of particular law and immemorial custom. In other words, he speaks as if 
the continuing use of the traditional Roman rite is simply a matter of legal positivism. This is the precisely the error that we have been fighting all along, and the error that was set to rest by Benedict XVI. Those who live by papal privilege may die by it, too. 2. As Eric Sammons tweeted this morning, quote, We can and should be thankful that the Pope has confirmed the charism of the FSSP while still understanding that his long-term desire is to eliminate the traditional liturgy, end quote. Traditionis Custodis itself manifestly seeks to confine traditionalists to ghettos and to dry up the use of the traditional liturgy outside those ghettos. So it makes sense that Ecclesia Dei communities would be strengthened, while the message is transmitted to bishops everywhere that they'd better tighten the screws on the poor diocesan clergy and the faithful who have supported their, quote, turn to tradition. And not to look like I'm nitpicking, but can we be clear about this, please? Adherence to tradition is not a quote-unquote charism. It is part of the definition of being a Catholic. 3. If there is one thing we have learned over the past decade, it is that we are dealing with Machiavellians. There is a steep price to pay for papal favors in the current regime. The Pope is strategic enough to wish to, quote, buy the relative silence of the SSPX and the FSSP and many others by granting concessions or assistance. All that said, we should also be realistic. The restoration of tradition in liturgy, in doctrine, in life, will be a long struggle, and time is in fact on our side since mainstream Catholicism is on a self-destructive course. So any time we can obtain a bit more land or a bit more time, we should rejoice about that, even if the immediate circumstances are dodgy. In short, we make the best of whatever situation we are given, taking the long view of things. On that note, I should say this. Traditionis Custodis officially prohibits new groups and parishes, but a canonically savvy bishop would be perfectly capable of setting up oratories or chapels to be served by the FSSP clergy, and something like this would be needed if the FSSP continues to ordain priests. I mean, it's great to have several priests at any given apostolate, but there's a limit to the number that are needed. End quote. Which brings me to this. A point people are missing is that while Francis in one place says that Traditionis Custodis doesn't apply to the FSSP, while well, being strictly true, there's actually a reason it doesn't apply. Traditionis Custodis is, for the most part, directed at the bishops. It's an instruction to the bishops. The FSSP Constitution states the following. Bear this in mind. Quote, The parochial ministry is a work to which the fraternity devotes itself if a bishop requests of it such services. This ministry will be the object of agreements with the diocesan bishops in order to permit the fraternity to exercise its apostolate according to its proper charisma. The fraternity will not refuse other forms of apostolate which would present themselves if they are conformed to its proper charisma. End quote. In other words, they operate at the request and pleasure of the bishop. The FSSP owns no property, including parishes. Those are owned by the diocese they serve in. Traditionis Custodis says explicitly that no new parishes can be established for traditional liturgy. It doesn't come with a qualification. So while the FSSP are exempted from the requirements like preaching the gospel in the vernacular using abominable currently approved translations like that wicked New American Bible, the bishops are instructed across the board not to establish new parishes for the Latin Mass. It's across-the-board instruction to the bishops. As Dr. Cape pointed out in his post, though, a savvy bishop can find a workaround. Plus, the letter published by the FSSP states that they are to implement Traditionis Custodis as well as they can. Whatever that means. It's an ambiguous statement itself. In practice, that may mean that they'll implement it as the local ordinary sees fit. 
So if you have an FSSP apostolate in your diocese that had other TLM offerings, but they've been scrapped or restricted or altered by the bishop, you may see that at your FSSP parish soon, some fun little innovations with the liturgy. And let me know if that happens, please. I'm honestly curious. So if you see it, send me an email. As an aside, some have pointed out that this restriction on new parishes may only apply to personal parishes, which is, canonically speaking, one kind of parish. But here's the thing. Traditionis Custodis is written in such an ambiguous way that any bishop could interpret this thing however he wants. Mileage may vary, as they say. The point about parishes is made by Matt Gaspers of Catholic Family News in his Twitter post here. Quote, 1. Traditionis Custodis explicitly forbids the erection of new personal parishes. See Article 3, Subsection 2. Ergo, the FSSP can continue to exist and use the old books, but it is forbidden to grow. 2. The endgame remains unchanged for Francis's letter to bishops, attached to Traditionis Custodis. All Catholics, quote, need to return in due time to the Roman rite promulgated by Saints Paul VI and John Paul II. Conclusion. I agree wholeheartedly with Father jo John Stone's assessment. I had the exact same thought come to mind before seeing his comment, i.e. Peronism, described in Chapter 2 of The Dictator Pope. End quote. So what is Peronism? An article from 2018 published by 1 Peter 5 defines Peronism pretty well for our purposes here. Quote, for over five years of this pontificate, all of Francis's most prominent lessons and examples have been, by nature, a. Cautionary, and b. Political. As Henry Sire points out in The Dictator Pope, young Bergoglio was a wildly enthusiastic Peronist. Even the Washington Post corroborates the assumption in an old article. Quote, Peronism attempts to bridge class divides through the combination of a strong authoritative leader, a highly centralized and generous social welfare state, and heavy doses of quasi-religious nationalist sentiment. If we change nationalist to internationalist, does this sound familiar? Remind you of any recent pontificates? The same article in the Washington Post continues, quote, Peron was a classic Latin American strongman, stifling dissent and styling himself as the embodiment of Argentine national pride. Whatever the case about Peron, Pope Francis should be seen as a modified Latin American strongman, stifling dissent but allowing others to style him the embodiment of internationalist pride, end quote. Peronism likes to play off both sides against each other for the purposes of the charismatic leader. This involves throwing crumbs to the side the leader dislikes before, then squashing them. It's about power politics and playing the long game. Right now, few are playing the long game with this decree, which is why so many of us are begging people to not stop paying attention to things now, but also because Francis has made it clear in the accompanying letter he sent to the bishops with Traditionis Custodis what the goal is with the Apostolic Mass. From that letter, Francis's own words, which Matt Gaspers himself said, quote, All Catholics need to return in due time to the Roman rite promulgated by Saints Paul VI and John Paul II. End quote. And here's another money quote for you here also from that same letter. Quote, It is up to you, the bishops, to authorize in your churches as local ordinaries the use of the Massale Romanum of 1962, Applying the norms of the present motu proprio, it is up to you to proceed in such a way as to return to a unitary form of celebration and to determine case by case the reality of the groups which celebrate with this Massale Romanum. End quote. To return to a unitary form of celebration, meaning a single form of celebration of the liturgy. That hasn't been the norm in the church in the West, by the way, probably ever. There have always been variations in different uses of the Latin Rite liturgy, including the Dominican Rite, the ancient Carmelite Rite, Sarum Rite, and many, 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 many others. But his point is clear. The plan is to get everyone into the Novus Ordo. 
full stop. Traditionis custodis may not apply to the FSSP, but that means that they aren't subject to specific strictures about how the Mass is said, at least for now, not the instructions to the bishops. The FSSP serve at the pleasure of the local ordinary, and we need to accept that some bishops will realize this and move against the FSSP. And it probably won't stop there anyway, because if the goal is to smash tradition entirely, then Francis will need to continue to move quickly. He's not getting any younger, folks. The man is 85 years old. A consistent sentiment that I've seen in this is this. Benedict said that all priests have the right to the apostolic mass, and Francis was essentially condescending to that right, at least with the FSSP and ex-Ecclesia Dei communities. Others have phrased this in the harsher form of, Francis is giving to the FSSP what he has no right to give or to take away. It's also accurate. And this brings me to the final point. There's a lot of rose-colored glasses being worn by some Catholics right now who are hungry for good news, and rather understandably so. But you got to take those glasses off, and here's why. From katholisch.de, a German Catholic news outlet that is very mainstream, we're reminded that in the Archdiocese of Rome, whose bishop is Francis, that a decree was issued restricting the traditional liturgy that expressly included the FSSP. That decree was issued by a cardinal who assists Francis in governing the diocese, and he would never issue something without Francis's approval, not something that important. Quote, Does the flood of standardization from Rome, with mutually contradicting and repealing provisions, mean that Pope Francis, with Traditionis Custodis, quote-unquote only, does what Pope Benedict XVI wanted, to prevent the initiated spread of the traditional rite into the secular clergy and into new ritual orders, but wanted to leave the Ecclesia Dei Reserve untouched, at best and close it in a little more closely. This is supported by the fact that the Ecclesia Dei communities are not mentioned in Traditionis Custodis, but the reality is different. The implementation of Traditionis Custodis by various diocesan bishops, including those very close to Francis, speaks a different language. This applies all the more to the decree that implemented Traditionis Custodis in the Diocese of Rome. In this decree, the Society of St. Peter is expressly restricted. There is no question that the Cardinal Vicar, who, by order and in the name of the Pope, directs the Diocese of Rome, would never take such a step without the express direction or approval of the Pope. First of all, the new decree confirms the chaos that Francis is creating, a deliberate chaos. The years of derogatory statements made by the head of the Church about the representatives of tradition are reflected in Traditionis Custodis. The motu proprio represents the logical consequence, on the other hand, it is not credible that the Pope first declared Traditionis Custodis only then, although he had nine years to find out about the formation of the Society of St. Peter and to show himself impressed by it. The event underscores the erratic behavior of the reigning Pope, which is known from other areas as soon as he speaks to a direct counterpart. In this case, there has been an undeniable benefit to the Society of Peter and the faithful they serve, at least in Rome, one might, not, one might think. Or not. End quote. And that's the point. Chaos. At the heart of Peronism is both centralization of authority, even under the guise of decentralization, and chaos to help make the goals of the leader come to fruition. In Francis's own diocese, we saw nothing but chaos and suppression of even the FSSP. So what comes next for the rest of the church? Who knows? But much of it will be ambiguous, and we'll see some of the worst bishops move against tradition or try to alter the practices of the FSSP, invoking their authority and power. And we'll see what one bishop I reported on already experienced in more cases. Calls from Rome pressuring him to implement Traditionis Custodis fully. Corralling the FSSP is fine for now, because let's be real, folks, that's what's happening here. For the modernists, it's fine, because most Catholics who attend traditional masses do it with diocesan priests who are traditionally minded, at diocesan parishes. Or maybe they're even full-blown traditional Catholics. 
As such, that is where the main blow against tradition needed to happen in the early phases of ending the Apostolic Mass. Francis said it himself in the letter. The goal is to bring us all back to some mythical unitary form of the liturgy. Believe him when he says that. And what do you think of all this? Do you expect more responses but coming, but this time from the likes of Burke and Vigano and any of the other better bishops? Do you think the more rotten of the bishops will make moves against the former Ecclesia Dei groups like I've described? Let me know in the comments, please. And keep praying for the former Ecclesia Dei groups at this time. This isn't over yet. As always, pray for the Church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.